What I'd like to do is take two sessions on Revelation 4, 10, and 11 and pose two questions just by way of illustration of how to make sense out of the book of Revelation, which is so perplexing at times. The first question that we'll deal with in this session is how do you how do we make sense or how do we think about the figures and the symbols of Revelation? And the, the question we'll deal with next time in the next session is how to see life governing, life shaping reality with confidence in a book that has so many uncertainties about it in our minds. And and the method of both that I'm going to illustrate, the method to go about answering both would be stay close to the book of Revelation itself. Even though I know that um, the Old Testament is the the huge repository of illusions. In other words, John goes back dozens and dozens of times to to pick up themes and, and language of the Old Testament, and definitely we should look at those. But the question of how to use them is always governed by John's context and John's usage, and so staying close to John him, himself in the book of Revelation is crucial. So, Father, as we try in these couple of sessions to answer these two questions, guide us. We need your help in this inspired part of your word. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we jump in here at verses 10 and 11. The 24 elders, and here we want to ask who they are, fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him, worship God who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne of God, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So who are the 24 elders? That's the question in this session. And to answer that question, we stay close to the book of Revelation, and we move back seven verses to the very first occurrence in verse 4 of chapter 4, where this term occurs. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders. So there they are. That's the first time they occur in the book of Revelation. Clothed with white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. So do we have any clues now? Well, they're on thrones. That's exalted. And they have white garments on, and they have crowns on. That's all we have to go on so far. And are they angels? Are they humans? Who are they? So let's, let's work with these two terms right here. They have white garments on. Have we seen that anywhere? Yes, we have. Chapter 3, verse 5, the one who conquers, this is the Christian who conquers, doesn't give up in his faith, will be clothed in, uh, thus in white garments. And I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before the angels. So these are triumphant Christians who never uh, give up in their faith and are clothed then finally with white garments before God. What about the crown? Do not fear what you, this is chapter 2, verse 10. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you Christians, some of you into prison, they, and you will be tested 
and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. So, when we go back and ask, who are these 24 elders, the answer we get is, well, we've seen white garments before, and we've seen crowns before, so it doesn't, it doesn't first look like they are angels. They are, rather, it looks like Christians, triumphant Christians. They are, and, and the word elder would be ordinarily the, the representatives of the group. So 24 elders representing the Christians who have come triumphantly through their death into heaven and are surrounding the throne. Why are they on thrones? And why is there 24 of them? A clue over in chapter 21. We see the new Jerusalem, the bride of Christ, the wife of the Lamb, the church made up of all the saints of all time. Let's look at it. The New Jerusalem had a great high wall with 12 gates. And at the gates, 12 angels. And on the gates, the names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. So the gates through which people enter this are the 12 tribes as if this is the new, the true Israel. Everyone who comes in here is in Israel. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So you have 12 and 12. 12 apostles signifying this whole church, this bride, this people of God is upheld by the apostolic reality, the apostolic band, the apostolic representation of the church of Jesus Christ, and the gates through which we come into the city are uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. So one way to see it would be that 12 plus 12 is 24, and maybe, maybe the 24 elders are representatives of the true Israel and representative of the Christians who are under the apostolic word following the Lamb. Any other clues in Revelation that John thinks that way about Old and New Testament? Here's chapter 15, verse 3. In heaven they are singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. So interesting, isn't it, that Moses and Jesus, in other words, the great archetypal prophet and leader and lawgiver in the Old Testament, they're singing his song of triumph, and the great leader and triumphant mosaic lawgiver and redeemer in the New Testament, we're singing his song, and in heaven, both songs are being sung, perhaps to signify that all the true saints of the Old Testament and all the saints following the Lamb are singing together these songs in heaven. So, perhaps the 24 elders back here, 24, are the 12 and 12, the apostolic 12 and the uh, 
Jewish tribal leader 12 making 24 representatives of all the true triumphant saints of all the ages. What about the crown? What about the thrones? Why are they sitting on thrones? Here's Matthew 19:28. Jesus said to the apostles, truly I say to you, in the new world when the son of man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel or again in Luke 22:29-30 I assign to you as my father assigned to me a kingdom that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel so my suggestion is that the uh, 24 elders made up of uh, 12 representatives of Israel and 12 representatives of the church of Jesus Christ form the true people of God, and they're called elders because they are representing the entirety of all the true saints of all the ages. And that, in chapter 4, Verse 10 is who is worshiping the 24 elders in that understanding and that representation are falling down and worshiping the one who sits upon the throne. Now, next time we go here to see what we can learn for our own lives from what they are doing there. But let me close like this. When if, if that sounds like a long and complicated way of arriving at the meaning of the 24 elders. You're right. (laughs) It is. It's complicated. And it's not easy to see without long and faithful, broad meditation on the book as a whole. But it also gives me some trembling tentativity about that interpretation, like, oh dear, that seems kind of uncertain. Can you be dogmatic about that meaning? And I would say, I don't want to be dogmatic about symbolic meanings in the book of Revelation. I want to find something that looks plausible and likely, given what I see in the book, and then I want to hold it, not dogmatically, but I want to hold it and then spend the rest of my life reading and meditating on this book to see whether or not what was plausible and likely becomes increasingly illumining. Does it shed light on more and more? And if it does, then I grow in my confidence. And that's the way I would encourage all of us to handle these symbols and these figures.